calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, hiders and seekers. To the lucky dime. Previously, Laffy impatiently waits, where our promises to stay, Squash disappears, and Zoltana waits for a friend's return. Having just witnessed Squash being electrocuted and disappearing, the trio and Bogram settle until he returns. But as Squash found out from home, we know that there is something coming for them. What is coming for those left behind in the stalking? How long before Dayton tries to split the planes again? And when will Squash return? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Dime. turns to you and she says I guess it's about time I take you back to your friends uh yeah um do you know the way (laughs) yeah um she walks past the broken part of the hourglass and she leads you off in a direction away from where you woke up she leads you down this corridor and it seems to be getting smaller and more narrow and she says as you're walking along she says if you don't mind my asking what is your plan uh, it's pretty health baked it's not <clears throat> um 
I've been researching, I've been searching, and I've been trying to get my friends to help me, but it seems like there's no real way to save somebody from soul fire. No sure way. Uh, but I have this thing, uh, the dragon leaf sap, and I'm not sure exactly what I can do with it, but I have a feeling it's 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 very powerful. That much I know. <laughs> it and... is. It's your friend Trempa. He had the right response to it, to be afraid. It is very powerful and can do a lot of incredible things. Um, I know a guy, an alchemist, centuries old, maybe decades. Yeah. I think I need to come clean with him and tell him. He is one of the biggest burdens on the hourglass. I see. His passing his death will fix a good portion of it. But he's not intending to die. He's intending to take care of the agent. Yeah. So I see. Either he or Demi will be able to... I think you should tell them both. I know that she's looking. She's not written anything down, but she has been studying ever since you spoke. Ever since you... Ever since you tore Grimsh away. She's been thinking and looking and studying best she can. Um, yeah, and if that doesn't work, that's the thing I learned from the Tangurin, the embrace. And from what I've seen over thousands of years, maybe there is something that is missing, but Generally speaking, it takes more than one person to properly combat Soulfire. Even with the Dragonleaf Sap, she might still need someone. And that someone was gonna be me. Well, it still can be. Is that. I'm not stupid. I've seen you. I can't risk the timekeeper falling prey to the fire. You know that. I know. There'll be somebody after me. You... You brought me time with Sirik. I'll speak to him and ask him if he knows something. Please. Well, this is our stop. And as you've been walking along this corridor, that strange new sensation that you've been feeling, this pulling on your spine is beginning more and more intense. And you find yourself at the end of this low corridor, this low hallway. And ahead of you, you see this slight shimmering. If you go through there, you'll find your friends. Thank you. Um, I hope I'll see you again. So do I. I mean, I need to pass this burden off at some point. 
It's never too late. Mm, that's a lie, but yes. <laughs> In this case. You're going to be good at this. I promise you. Just go do what you have to do first. And she puts a hand out to you. Squash shakes it. This time you're not electrocuted when she shakes your hand and she lets go. She gives you a smile. She indicates through the portal. She says, then I'll be seeing you soon. We roll back in time. Some time. We find the three of you plus Bogrim in this low tunnel. Off to one side, there is the Well of Souls, and you can still hear people's lost cries coming from that general direction. You can still see little glimpses of light as these prayers, these thoughts, as these feelings float upwards towards the crimson. The three of you plus Bogrim are in this. Squash has completely disappeared. The tunnel continues on and on and on in the other direction. What do you want to do now? I suppose we just wait here then? Yeah, I guess that's probably the best thing to do. We should probably put up some sort of guard if we're gonna stop and wait and rest and whatever. Staying still in the stalking isn't a wise idea. Okay, um... Theo and I can go take first watch. Just up the tunnel. Hey. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to get a bit of a rest. If you're going to... You're going to take watch. Yeah. I'll walk in the direction of watch taking. Uh, Laffian and Zoltana. <laughs> um, and Zoltana. Um, are you also going to take a rest uh, with Bogroom? Are you going to explore up the tunnel into the darkness? You're going to explore back along where the 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 Well of Souls is. Um, entirely up to you. What would you like to do? Mm. Um, I'm probably going to take a rest. Not a whole lot. I really need to worry about for myself. I feel like Laffian's just going to like kind of sit down as if he's going to go into a meditation, but he's kind of more so just like closing his eyes and trying to focus in on the the whispers and the voices around and just, I don't know, kind of use that as like a way to center himself and just kind of listen to them. Not really yeah, like listening to anything um, in particular, just listening. Yeah. Uh, let me give you something. Let me give you something. Is it an earful? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you're just listening in and using the, I guess, the white noise of all the voices that you are kind of hearing off in the distance to kind of do that nice centering, like relaxation thing. Uh, white noise helps a lot of people. And it's it helping you to, yeah, help. It's definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely doing a thing. Um, as you're sitting there and, and kind of resting, maybe not necessarily meditating, but resting, you get this kind of like serene peace that like passes over you. 
And you hear voices that you recognize, but you're not too necessarily interested on, on picking them up. And then as clear as a bell, you hear a voice that you recognize. You hear Common's voice. And she says, Well, <sighs> second time's the charm. And then you hear the voices change. They change from a mass of noises, a mass of voices all saying very different things to cries of pain and worry and crying out to the gods for help as everything around all four of you shifts and you feel the ground vibrate and change. You see the world around you come into very sharp colour and then go back into the sepia tone again. Bogram kind of like half wakes as the ground has shaken all around him. He managed to fall asleep. He didn't see the colour change, but you see that he's now kind of waking up and figuring out what the hell is going on. You're probably about four hours since Squash disappeared. Okay. Uh, Laffian definitely is like pinching the bridge of his nose and just lets out like a, oh boy. Uh, um, Squash, if you can hear us at all, at all, I don't know where the hell you went. Um, I know you're dealing with the Keeper of Time. If you could maybe just ask, maybe if they could hurry the fuck up. <laughs> we um have a situation here. Maybe somehow this voice of the not deceased will reach you. I don't know how this works. Did y'all feel that? Yeah, we have a problem, Roll. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck happened? So uh, you know, kind of like standing up and stretching. Like he has enough room to stand up comfortably in this low tunnel. Um, you two not quite so much. Zoltana are also fairly comfortable height um, for her, but <laughs> Zoltana yeah. Zoltana's not does not look happy that squash look, that squash. Oh my god, that Bogram looks comfortable, and she just goes <laughs> under her breath. I don't know what it is, but you probably caused it. Well, look, this wasn't me. I was asleep. Sure, you were. He kind of like does that thing where he puts his arms either side of him, like shakes his like almost like his entire core, like what the fuck are you on? Um, <laughs> he picks up his um, picks up his axe and he just kind of like pulls it. So he's about like it's not exactly in I'm about to attack you mode, but it is it's ready in two hand for whatever may come up. Um, if I had to wager a guess, uh, likely it is Dachin, um doing the thing that he did before, where you know splitting the planes and everything and uh, cutting people off and that whole jazz oh, it won't surprise me I heard um common I've heard a whisper thing from the well uh, along the lines of second time is the charm and considering we put a stop to the first one <sighs> shit I have a concern aye we're on the stalking Aye. Which got cut off from the material plane last time. If I understand it correctly from what little information I've got from you all of the last few hours, his intent was to cut off the material plane from everything, right? Right. So you see my, my dilemma here. Um, if we're stuck here and can't get back there, that means we need to rely on our friends there to stop it so that we can get back from here. Otherwise, we're stuck here and can't do anything. Right. 
Unless we can reverse die and perhaps go to the material plane, if that's a thing. Don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> like, he just puts his hands up like, in the air. Like, don't answer that. Rhetorical, not talking to you, Bogram. Um, <laughs> whatever, um, whatever the answer is, probably not going to help his mood. Could I get all three of you, plus T.O., to please make a perception check? Perception. Perception. <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, uh, roll 20. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I rolled a 21. And Tia, where's his little character sheet? It's so cute. <laughs> Tia rolled a 15. I got a whopping 10. Okay. Big fat um, 10. You don't notice much on a 10. <laughs> I'm t- I'm too busy yelling at Bogram to not answer the question. <laughs> you know that thing where you get so angry and you hear like the pounding of blood in your ears. <laughs> me working retail. <laughs> yes, yes. Me working the admin desk when people are asking me stupid questions. <laughs> I got a twelve. So uh, you you don't really notice much either, but you do hear like that white noise that's been going off the entire time that you're here. It's just not as loud um, as it was previously. Um, Raul, um, Tio notices that there is definite sounds coming from the well. So there is definitely voices that are making it through from the physical plane, or maybe Maybe the well also picks up Cicero and Bellum. You don't 100% know. That would be a question for Bogrim or Cyric. Um, on your 21, however, you are definitely aware that there are voices coming and there are references to things in the physical plane that you can hear from the uh, Well of Souls. You also notice that the floor, sorry, that the walls and the floor around you in some places seems to be moving, like there is dirt beginning to fall from certain sections. And you're not sure, but maybe a clod of dirt just fell out of the wall. Okay, I'm making a saving throw at that because that's terrifying <laughs> for Raw. Um, what would, I don't think he rolls a, a save anymore. I think it's like a flat. It's just a d20, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember all of the rules that we make up. 13. I think I'm okay. Yeah, you're okay. Um, Uh, You definitely feel that tingle in the back of your nose, like that kind of like warm snot feeling. Um, That's back there, but yeah, you're kind of okay. Um, They're talking about the material plane. What do you mean? Let me, and Raw's gonna see if he can get somewhere where he can hear the voices better and listen for someone. Oh, yeah, all of you can definitely make your way much further and closer to the Well of Souls itself. You guys are like a fair distance down the corridor, um, or sorry, fair distance down the tunnel from there, so you can definitely make your way back in that direction. Um, It is much, much louder there anyway. Um, Yeah, you can head off in that direction. Are you listening out for anyone in particular, or just listening? Um, he'll listen out for Ama, and um, then I think if he listens out for anyone else, it would probably be Demi, because Demi seems to be the person who would be talking about what's going on <laughs> out loud. <laughs> At a rapid pace, um, one might say. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, whether she's crying out to gods that aren't hearing her or crying out to people who are dead. With a god in her head, not likely so much, but if that god has been cut off for her, perhaps, maybe. Um, Okay, uh, take a perception check for me, please. Um, And if uh, you two are going with Raul, you can also make perception checks if you're listening for anyone in particular. Yeah, no, Raul's got a good idea, so... Try to see if we can information gather. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 14. 17. I'm just staring angrily at Bogram. Just assume this whole time I'm, <laughs> I've got like my eye on him, like a stink eye. <laughs> Bogram is... Can you roll an intimidation check for me real quick? Sure can. Let's see. Nice. You remember like 100 episodes ago when we were like, damn, Bogram's such a high level? Yeah, do you remember when he was like level 12 or 14, I think it was, when you were in the uh, fourfold fight, when you're deciding who's becoming the leader and he became the leader of the fourfold? Do you remember when he just like bitch slapped one of you to death? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the days. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. <laughs> I would bet on Zoltana winning 100% right now. Oh yeah, Zoltana would nuke the shit out of Bogram. And I will. Um, well, actually, no. The upcoming bet is with Rawl. So I'm betting on Rawl. So that, I don't know. That's Bogram a 25. Holy shit. Um, you notice that as you're glaring at him, um, and Rawl and uh, Laughing, you'd also notice that Bogram is very... Not exactly obvious. He's trying to be subtle about it, but he is definitely making sure that one of you two are between you and Zoltana at all times. He's just like sneaking around the side, edge up against like the side of the tunnel, making sure that someone taller than him is between the two of you. <laughs> oh, look at me. Okay. Raw might good, stop the good. fight. I, I... Nope. He, uh, he just doesn't want to be in a direct line of sight with Zoltana right now. <laughs> All right, um, on your 14, Raoul, I'm afraid you don't pick up anything, but Lafian, you do. And you hear Kythea, and she says, wherever you are, just be safe, okay? I, I don't know if you can hear me, but everyone around me is freaking out. They can't reach the guards. They can't reach anything. It's just... It's just us. Oh, God, I hope everyone is okay. Okay. Um, Raul, did you hear anything? No. Mm. Just a lot of things all at once. I can't make anything out. I heard Kythea, and yeah, it sounds pretty much like what we assumed. Although, interesting enough, if we're getting their voices here, maybe we're not so cut off after all. If we're getting their voices, it means we're not cut off from the material plane, the physical plane. We're not cut off from that if we can hear them. Maybe Dachin cut corners just to block the gods and that's it? Bogram kind of shrugs. He says, Are we going to wait here for Squash or are we going to try and find out what's going on? If we wait here much longer, we may not. The longer we were cut off, time acts differently. The longer we wait, the more days we could be cut off. What do you guys want to do? 
Because if they can reach us, we can reach them. Well, that's the big question, isn't it? Um... At this point, you hear from the corridor where you just were, where, Raoul, you notice that there were clods of dirt falling out. You see and you hear the sounds of, like, shuffling, like, scraping noises coming from down the tunnel. Um, hmm. Not great. No. Raoul does, does the shh, shh and tries to get everyone <laughs> quiet. And looks looks at Tio. <laughs> is Tio kind of worried about <laughs> the sound? <laughs> Tio's from here. Um, this T- is <laughs> yeah. T- for Tio, he's actually like he's he's kind of like sitting on your shoulder and he's doing that thing where he's looking at like his like one of his talon claws and just kind of looks like he's looking at it. Realizes that you're looking at him and just tilts his head to one side. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> Not helpful. <laughs> The sounds of scraping and shuffling get louder and louder. And as you look down the corridor, all five of you can see that there are these dark brown looking creatures that seem to be covered in dirt and mud. Their hair seems to be roots. Their fingers seem to be long, gnarled pieces of bark. And they look up at you and you realize they don't have eyes, they don't have a mouth, but they have the shape of a face and they're crawling towards you. And as they lift themselves up very, very slowly, their legs still on the ground, you see their heads shaking from side to side and you begin to hear the sound of clicking and clacking as these bark-like roots in their hair smack against one another. That sucks. <laughs> so, it's so bad. I'm going to make a saving throw. Okay. <laughs> I know you guys don't can't hear me, but I promise uh, I didn't know. I'll wait till Rawls done resolving his. Thing. I can't. It's a fourteen. I'm okay. It's not get slightly lighter. No. Uh. <laughs> People came out of the ground. You're fine for now. Uh, telepathically to Bogram, Laughing's just gonna say, "Are we fighting or are we running? I don't know what these are." He looks at you and he just shakes his head. Like his face clearly says he doesn't know what these are. Um, do, do they look hostile? Well, um, let's say there's four of them. Uh-huh. Let's say that the four of these dirt covered, bark viney type bone creatures are only pushing their chests up and using their bark like hair to make sounds. Um, I guess you could roll an insight check. Sure. What that? What that aura do? Wow. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> wow. Woof. So that's a ten the, with advantage. Yeah. Um. The lack of true facial features is really putting you off. Um. You can't read their face. There's nothing about their aura that is at all familiar to you. This is all just a jumbled haze of something. You just can't tell what. Ross is very difficult. Do um, his hour of reaping so that he looks more like a specter, and uh, see if that changes whether or not they. So, 
choose to. Y- your fight intent me. is to <laughs> like deceive them. Uh, half deceive. <laughs> okay, I, I, right, you know, um, I I look kind of spectery. Like you belong, yeah. Um, Raul is saying uh, okay. I am the manager. Uh, yeah, I'll allow I'll allow you to make a deception roll. Um, no, no advantage, no um, disadvantage. I think that there are there there are things to be made in both directions. So just make a straight it's roll. It's a fifteen. How much danger do we have to be in for specters to come and answer all of our questions? <laughs> <laughs> You can call out to them if you want. Um, on your deception of 15, the creatures seem to stop clacking their hair. They seem to stop making a noise and they begin to very slowly lower themselves back down. But their face, sorry, their featureless faces are still staring kind of pointed up at you. They're not moving. They don't seem to be making more noise. For those of you who are a little closer to the well, you don't really hear much at all. But those of you who are that little step further away from them, I'm going to say probably Zoltana, since Bogrim is trying to keep himself very far away from you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You begin to hear the sound of fluttering from the other end of the tunnel, Um, much like wings or, yeah, much like wings. And they seem to be progressing in your direction. Uh, okay, what the fuck? What? 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 There's, we're kind of dealing with something here, what? You don't hear those wings? Do I hear them? Uh, now it is, yeah. Now that it is mentioned and you're able to tune out the voices behind you, yes, you can hear the sound of wings approaching. I feel like we're about to get caught between something very bad and something bad. <laughs> As these wings get closer and closer, you hear these voices coming from the other end of the tunnel, coming from where this fluttering came from, from where these creatures that were dragging themselves along the floor came from. And you hear these two, yeah, two voices, one very deep, one very lilting. And they're beginning to count. Ten. Nine. <laughs> Damn it. What do we do when that happens? Jesus of Christ, no. <laughs> when they get to seven, they're probably about... And you can begin to really see them in the darkness, especially... You all have dark vision. Um, or you can see off in the darkness at the edge of your vision, you see these four very small blue pinpricks of light. And as they get to seven... Six. You see these forms, these humanoid forms with these large transparent wings begin to make their way forward. These pinpricks of light being closed, emanating from their eyes. Their skin is a very dark blue colour and it's crackled over with this kind of dark green, like someone's cracked an egg and just dyed the cracks green. And they seem to be making their way towards you. They're about four feet tall, probably. What was the thing Bogram told us about this? The counting down? I think, uh, is that the stay still one, V? It's been a while for us in the RL. (laughs) It has been a while. (laughs) Yes, 
These are the ones that you have to hide from. These are the ones we have to hide from? Yes. Um, I'm going to put my hands over my face. <sighs> Fucking hold on a second. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm going to duck behind Bogram. <laughs> um, Bogram looks at the three of you and he says, you've, you've got those amulets, haven't you? Right. You've, you've got those uh, portions from your portion friend. And as he's saying that, you can see that these creatures have gotten much more into the light of the well, and they're now down on five, four. Okay, we're drinking the things. Um, Ross going to send Tia away to find Spectre to help us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tia away. Tia just kind of like pushes their claws a little bit into your shoulder and they use that momentum to push themselves upward and they disappear amongst all this swirling lights that are just a cacophony of like oh my god help what's going on my gods uh, just you see Tio just launch himself up um, through this this cacophony of sound and lights um, yeah you can take the potions uh, I believe there were enough for everyone except um Bogrim, but now that Squash isn't here, you technically do have enough for Bogrim. None this for Bogrim. None for Bogrim. <laughs> no, we need None. Him. No, we do need him. Uh. Listen, let Raul <laughs> kick his ass later. It'll be that much more satisfying. Okay, listen. I'm the goddess of bloody vengeance. If I don't keep a, if I don't keep a fucking garage against this guy, what the hell am I? No, that's fair, but let <laughs> Rawl get the bloody vengeance. That'll be so much sweeter. That's true. Because then we could pay Rawl. money to bet. We could. I bet on Rawl. Vengeance as, is as, sweet as, with the payout. Uh, are you saying this as these creatures are down at No, no, three? no, no. Throw a potion at Bogram. Drink the potion. I'm also drinking the uh, potion. Yeah, he, he necks the potion back with you. And as you all drink this, you feel this kind of like really warming sensation. You know, like if you drink like a really hot cup of coffee or tea or like hot chocolate on like a really cold day, just kind of get that immediately warm feeling down your chest. Um, you get that as soon as you neck this back. Um, and you notice that your skin becomes like this same light kind of dark bluish color with like the green cracks all over it and Bogram just puts a finger up to his lips and just stays perfectly still two one the creatures kind of float around you they kind of raise themselves up to the same height as Lafian the same height as the somewhat now taller spectral version of Ral you can see that they're kind of looking at you, and as they put their fingers out, you see they have very long fingernails, and dripping from the ends of them is this bright orange, sorry, this bright green flame. They put a finger out towards you, Rao. They put it gently, so, so close to the end of your nose, and they begin to bring their finger down across your lips, across your chin down where all of that scarring is and they turn their heads and they look you square in the eyes and they say Zero you see them look at each other and then they shoot upwards very quickly 
The dirt creatures on the floor are still laying there looking at you, somewhat... Well, you can't really read their faces, they have no faces. But you see that they're still following you. What do you want to do now? (laughs) I want to make a save. (laughs) (laughs) How? How? That's a four. I'm out. (laughs) Oh, you are. (laughs) You may resolve an attack against yourself, please. Oh, my God. Why? (laughs) Because of all the things B just said. That's why. Ral, Lafian, how how long do these potions last? DM, how long do these potions last? About an hour. About an hour. (laughs) Oh my god. Nice roll, Neil. What'd you get, Neil? (laughs) Next. What'd you get? 16 acid damages. Oh no, that's not Um, nice. Never mind. Yeah. Your, uh, your, uh, your your belt's still set to acid, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. And I had some temporary, so... (laughs) Okay, that's fine. I have four temporary left, and then I'm out of temporary. Cool. You still have too many hit points for my liking. All right. (laughs) Okay. That's taken care of for now. What are those? Those are the... Those are the pixies of fate weaving. No, the tree things. Don't know what those are, but I would guess from the way they were clacking their weird little branchy things on the top of their heads, and he's like gesturing like at the general direction of them, and they seem to be following his hands as he moves. I'd assume they were probably calling them. That's my guess based on what they're doing and how quickly those things responded. Oh. Can you lot understand us? Clack once, you hear yes, twice for no. They, oh, they can. Wonderful. Um, Lafian's going to switch his focus over to the leadership thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can assure you we are not here for any malicious intent. We had an appointment with the Keeper of Time. We're just waiting for them to return with our friend. And then we'll be out of your branches. You see that the three of them kind of turn their featureless faces to look at one another. And you see two of them go over to the center one and kind of like support them so that they're in a more standing-like position. You see that their legs are nothing more than a series of branches and roots covered in dirt and probably some really dark red-looking moss. But it doesn't seem to be able to take the weight of the top half of them. And as they kind of head up, looking in your direction, you figure they're about six or seven feet tall at this point. They're kind of very subtly looking down at you. You see its head tip back, and you see the bottom part of its jaw kind of open so that it creates a hole in its face, and you hear... You don't belong here. And we would like to leave here as soon as the Keeper of Time returns. No Keeper of Time is here. They were just here moments ago. Well... Mortals do not belong here. Now leave. 
Well, I'm not mortal. You see that its head kind of like turns and it doesn't look down at you. Its, it's lower jaw is, is still open, allowing it to speak. And it says, You can die. So you are mortal. Wow, that's that's deep. That's like, can you put that on like a poster? Make a, I don't know. Um... <laughs> Make a charisma roll. I mean, <laughs> roll for sass. <laughs> yeah, like roll for sass. Roll a charisma roll for me. <laughs> we have the best rolls on TLD. <laughs> That's a 17. Okay. All right. Quite sassy. You are considered funny by your terms. I can roll sass too. (laughs) Translation. Oh, you think you're funny, do you? It turns back, so it's kind of facing the four of you a little bit more directly. And it says, Now leave, or we will summon more fate weavers. Sure, which way is the exit? You see that it kind of lifts its uh, one of its like branchy looking arms and just points upwards up the well. You profane a most holy place. The well of souls is not for the living unless you wish to be dead. Well, it's not going to be for anybody soon enough with that attitude. Trying to save the whole entire planes of existence. This is the treatment we get. No, it's fine. This is truly the sassiest episode of TLD in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm not... Yes. I would like you to please make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Uh, 16? Oh, wait. Zoltana's near me. What is it? Plus four? Yep. Dirty 20? Filthy, filthy 20. Please don't touch me. Fuck my life. Um, as you as you continue giving this thing sass, um, you see this kind of, yeah, one of the branches from its fingers just whip straight forward and just smack you clean across the face and you feel its thorns just dig deep into your face. Ow. You manage to duck back just quick enough, but you still take three points of slashing damage. Okay, it's off the temp HP. Sorry, that was very rude of me. Let me try again. We're very important people. We're waiting for the Keeper of Time that was here a couple of hours ago. We will gladly leave this place as soon as they return. If you're going to keep threatening us like this, then we're going to have bigger problems. In case you didn't already figure it out, there's kind of issues going on with the other planes of existence. Kind of probably getting cut off right now. That is... Your concern. Now leave. He looks at Zoltana. Listen, man, I sassed him once already. I could do it again if you really want me to, but <laughs> I don't see how it's gonna help. Or do you want me to do you want me to fight them? Because <laughs> I'll do it. I am looking for godly wisdom in this time of crazy. <sighs> okay. But my wisdom is I know what I said. Fight. I know what I said. I'm super unconscious. 
<laughs> we should probably oh, wake God. up Raul because he's yeah. probably the nicest of among us. And uh, maybe Bogrum, can... Bogrum is like on the floor next to Raul, looking at you to continue. to sass this dirt tree monster. I'm assuming <laughs> like, that Bogrum has the sense to take care of shit on his own. He's a yeah. grown dwarf. Like he's 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 dealing with with Raul. Uh, he's like very gently shaking Raul awake, like. All right, pal, you gotta you gotta wake up. Uh, you're no longer a scary, spectre-looking thing, and uh, I, I think your pals are probably gonna need you, like you're all soon. I heard Ral. stories about you fighting a tree. Ral. We're gonna need you. <laughs> well, and he's like shaking your shoulders. No response. He's like, he was in trouble, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> wow. Okay. Does it work? Does it work? I guess. <laughs> He's probably not lying is the sad part either. Who knows what Aim is up to? All sorts of mischief. Being very safe. <laughs> I don't know. Material playing yeah, she's at off. home just crocheting or something. That's all. Bro, I started the business. I make the softest pillows. Surrounded by pillows all the time. Nothing can hurt me. Acid proof. <laughs> yeah. Magical all I do pillows. is I make pillows and beds and I make blanket forts. That's all that I do now. I make blanket forts for little children and for adults because we like them too. Amen <laughs> <laughs> invented make... body pillows. <laughs> hey, it looks like me. And it's like a giant plushie of Ama, Like <laughs> You turn it around, she fucking dummy thick. It's like, what the fuck? Ama, <laughs> your butt is not that big. Well, I want it to be, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I took some creative liberties. Sorry. <laughs> this is the mindset we're in tonight. Uh, Sass and stupidity. Just okay. Awesome. I wake up. <laughs> yeah, like he he's shaking your shoulder, and you know he 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 gives it a shot about that aim line. He doesn't expect it to work, but I'm assuming it does. Um, <laughs> wow, well, you have to wake up. Yeah, I'm up. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. Welcome. Pal. <laughs> hey. Yeah, um, gets up and does the specter thing again and kind of okay. maintains his composure and looks back at everyone, kind of not knowing anything <laughs> about the last couple the, minutes yeah. that y'all have been. The, the creatures kind of like, here. they shrink back a little bit when Rao returns to his like specter looking form. Oh, good, Jeff. You're okay then. Great. Just to update you, uh, these are trees. They don't want us here. Something about mortals not being allowed to be here, despite the fact that we're already here. Ah. Uh, well, let's walk the other way, then. How far How far did we walk to get to where we are? Did we walk any distance, or have they shown up to where we were camping? Is that... Um, so, you notice them beginning to, like, stir when the... Um when there was a, a shift in the world, uh, when the um, you noticed that they were beginning part, to stir, yeah. but that was a little distance from the well itself. You guys are basically at the well. Um, like That's the kind of general area that you're actually at right now. Yeah. Let's leave the immediate well area. So, yeah, I do seem to remember us <laughs> walking over here to listen <laughs> to things that would. Yep, I did that. That uh, would require us climbing back up the well. And there were bad things up there that we had to jump in to avoid. No, we walked down the yeah. hallway a little bit to hear we the did. voices better. But they want us to fucking leave. Yeah, well, we can pretend to do that. 
Okay. Or like halfway do that. <laughs> we'll walk to the other ends of the, we'll hang the out tunnel. At, like, that's, the bottom that's away of the from well. the well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be our best bet. We'll just go down the tunnel. Yeah, let's. let's uh, I do mean, that. we could just leave an, uh, a trail for Squash to follow. Although he seems a pretty good scout, he could probably figure out where the fuck we are anyway. True. Very true. And just dra- drag your feet, leave scuff marks on the floor and stuff. I don't... I don't... He found that weird, uh... Aesthetic guy, and he wasn't leaving deliberate marks. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd find us. But, but we're kind of in a hurry. Better to make it so it doesn't take as much time. You never... It's fine. Just okay, all right, all right, I'm all right. bleeding out of my mouth. I will just draw some, and they'll have blood to trail. It's fine. <laughs> Go. I was about to say something very mean, and then realized you actually had a good idea. So yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. Um. So the four of you minus Tia, because Tia is pissed off to go find the spectres. Um. You just. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble. Want to carefully walk around these tree-looking. I didn't things. ask for your specter. All right. <laughs> you just stay safe and out of danger, so that she, so she doesn't have any reason to come over here. And we'll be fine. All right. As you as you folks like continue making your way like around these creatures, like as you get closer to them, you see that the two that are supporting the central one begin to like glide away and push backwards. The one in the center begins to just fall down a little bit and it just turns and follows you as you walk along this corridor you see that two of them that were doing the support act they kind of disappear back into the tunnel itself and you see the dirt behind them just close up as if they were never there but the third one just continues to drag itself along the corridor behind you that seem to not worry at all how fast or how slow you are moving they are just watching you are you going to go back to where you camped, or are you going to continue down this tunnel? That depends if they're following us. Oh, yeah, this thing just keeps following you. Oh, come on. Like, it, it definitely gets to where you're camping. I say that we leave the blood trail there and act like we don't know where <laughs> we're going to leave more trails around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's really obvious for all of you that as you look back, you can see like these scuff marks on the ground. You can see this blood, this acid drop. You see this disturbed (laughs) like dirt drag pile up the middle. There's no way that anyone would miss you, let alone Squash. (laughs) Squash doesn't miss us? Wow, that's deep. (laughs) Oh. Squash comes back and is like, that's not my friends because whoever did this is untalented as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they did not cover... They thought by dragging something they'd cover their tracks? <laughs> I'm assuming Raoul was unconscious and bleeding and they were dragging him by the tail. That would explain this. Um. Alright, so yeah, it continues to follow you. Are you going to keep going down along the corridor? Sorry, tunnel. Well, I keep saying corridor. It's not. It's not that well made. Well, it's following us. Do we just keep going? What? Do we fight it? I don't. It's up to that. You know, this is your place. I don't know. I don't know how hard it is to fight. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucking tree thing. Can I just throw fire at it? <laughs> and then what if they all know what you did? <laughs> I've done a lot of things in my life. Which thing? The fire. How do you know there's just one that came out of the dirt? We're on all I saw dirt. It's all dirt. 
Yeah, what do yeah, you suggest you we do? Around, it becomes really obvious, like that kind of like zooming in on a sudden detail. Everything around you is dirt. I don't even know where I left. <laughs> can I? Can I look around? Does it look like there are other ones that might be buried in these tunnel walls? Like, are there just weird vine-looking uh, masses? Yeah, take a take a perception check or an investigation. Oh, you said the magic word. Specific details, my friend. <laughs> wow. I'm hoping from that laughter uh, it was a one. Uh, oh my god, it was! <laughs> hey, so guess guess who's using a luck point? Hey. Oh. I don't, 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 don't. 17 is more than enough. Don't? Um, oh, yeah, a nat one for a total of 17. Tell him what he's won, V. Well, on a net one, you learn that there are dozens of these along this corridor. That's right, along this corridor, there are dozens of weird, viney looking things covered in moss. Guys, congratulations, folks. You won at least a dozen of these weird, creepy vine creatures. Congratulations. Enjoy. So, yeah, take that home. (laughs) I'm going to bury that. Bury that away. Deep in my soul. <clears throat> uh, retaking that. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's it. No, we're keeping that. That's it. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Neil, leave that in. <laughs> yeah, Neil, leave that in, please. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yes, there's at least a dozen of them. Okay, never mind everything I just said. There's a lot more of them. Rol, I think you're stepping on one of their legs. What? Oh no. <laughs> okay. I think we might just need to leave then. Okay. Um well let's just be hey. He Rollick kind of <laughs> goes to mm-hmm. talk to it and kind of like pulls himself up a little bit so that he's more I don't know, intimidating. Not you know, more like he belongs here. <laughs> Well, this this thing is probably now about like like two, maybe three feet. It's kind of like using yeah. its arms to push itself okay. up, right? So it's not like tall. It's not being stood up. It's just, yeah, supporting itself. Uh, someone we were here with is kind of out of this plane right now. We'll be popping back here, and we are waiting for them. We will wait outside, but if you see them... We would appreciate it if you just let them know where we went. And they will also immediately fuck off and come find us. So, uh, deal? Take a, take a, take a persuasion roll for me. Uh oh. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> any, any advance on an eight, folks? Hmm. <laughs> The creature kind of looks at you and it tips its head back so its lower jaw kind of like drops so it has a, a, a hole to speak from. And it says, If your mortal friend comes, we will summon the pixies of fate waiting for him too. Now leave. Your potions and amulets will only protect you for so long. Wait, wait, hold on. Am I slow in the draw? You guys brought these fucking pixies here? That wasn't necessary. You could have just said leave. (laughs) We did. We find you are not leaving. We're walking. Listen, relax. Hey, we're walking here. We're walking here. No, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
We came to an agreement. No cut. There were like 15 other options that weren't the creepy fucking pixies. Listen. Stop. Okay? Sure. We're waiting on our friend. We will leave as soon as he's back. We promise. I'll give you my fucking pinky promise. Cross my heart. Uh, Hope to... Well... (laughs) I'm trying to think what's worse than death. Uh... What's going to happen if we don't succeed in our mission? Yeah, hope to get thrown in soul fire. Oh, that's worse. The well, that's what's going to happen to me if you. I don't succeed at becoming a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> the, creature, the creature kind of like turns its formless face to you and it pulls itself forward so that it's kind of like leaning on one arm looking up at you and it puts one of its like branchy kind of looking hands it's not really a hand it's not in that shape it's just a load of like tendrils and branches and um like vines and stuff and it kind of like puts it out in your direction i'm gonna shake its hand this is hopefully not a terrible idea Uh, probably a dad well yeah you take 14 points of piercing damage okay listen we agree to your turn oh why didn't you just leave with that then what the fuck you didn't have to fucking Pierce me. <laughs> the creature just kind of like lays down as soon as it has taken your blood. Um, and as it puts itself down into the ground, you see that the dirt around it shifts. So it's covering it. And you can see in the area where like the, the thorns um, pierced your skin, you can see it turns into like a red moss type color and it disappears into the floor itself. Okay. Not to self. Weird branch-looking things. Give it blood and make a deal. Gotcha. Well, maybe don't lead with that. S- but. <laughs> no, don't piss it off. It needs to be summoned in these bloody pixie things. And you see that he like reaches into his bag and he pulls out what this looks like this really old, like battered leather um, leather tome. And he opens it up and you see he begins to like make notes. Um, and he just kind of like sits on the floor and begins to like sketch out what he saw and like begins to write notes on everything that just happened. What do you have a survival guide for the stocking? Hey. When you're done with that, could I get a copy? He looks up at you and he says, yeah, he just kind of like shrugs and he's like, sure, if I make it out of here, sure. That slightly motivates me more. Okay, then. To keeping me alive? Yeah, sure, then, definitely. Done deal. <laughs> a great addition to my library. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he kind of sits down and he continues to, to scroll. Um, you can bother with blood with the trees. You can bother with knowledge for me. The tunnel returns to its quiet. You still hear the voices off in the far distance, that kind of like white noise of just amalgamation of voices. What do you, uh, what do you want to do now? Do you think you failed? Who? Oh, uh, Squash? He's taking a very long time. I mean... He shrugs. How long does it do, take to do time stuff? Well, I don't know, because it's time stuff. It's probably time-consuming. <laughs> Funny. We're kind of on the clock, Raul. How long do you want to wait for him? At least another hour or two, maybe? If he fails, it doesn't matter in the, in the end anyways. Because then we're kind of fucked. Right. 
So if he doesn't come back to begin with, then... There's not much hope to stop. Surely he hasn't failed. We would know. He's fine. I mean, I'm guessing he's probably not dead. I'm hoping not. I think I'd be one mightily pissed off sorceress right here if he's dead. The inspector would have probably been here. Unless she's already dead too. We did kind of leave her in precarious circumstances. Right. Well, I'm staying with you guys, whatever you decide. No, whatever plane he's in, if he dies, he comes here. So he would have shown up. Inspector would have been here, so he's fine. <laughs> That's what makes sense to me. At this moment, you hear like a f like a f like one single flap of wings, and up along the corridor where the well is, you see this kind of dark winged creature making its way towards you. You can tell that it has like a, a tail and you can see that its fangs are kind of dripping and it's just making its one glide movement towards you. And it's really not that long when you actually see him properly in your vision that Tio is returning. Tio. Uh-oh. You're probably in trouble. He kind of like lands in front of you, like wraps his, his like closes his wings up, and he kind of like begins to like you know swish his tail from side to side and looks up at you and just looks unbelievably smug with himself. Um, <laughs> as your old friend the Spectre um, appears and walks up. Yay! We're all give Spectre a hug. He he gives you a hug back. Um, are you still in Spectre form, or are you? Um, I think so because we're still being watched. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he gives you a hug, like he gives you like a good like once up and down and gives you like a nod of approval. Um Thumbs up. Hey. Um yeah, things were weird here for a moment. Sorry. Um yeah. a lot at once, it seemed. Yes, we were we didn't know exactly where you'd gone. Yeah, it was here. <laughs> and then... Well, obviously. <laughs> and then the thing with the planes happened and we've been dealing with chaos ever since. Yeah. You didn't bring mine with you, did you? <laughs> She's watching the others. Okay. <sighs> not supposed to be here. I do not have long. Oh. What's wrong? Is, uh, Squash is not, Squash, Squash is, he's fine, right? He's taking a long time. You haven't seen him? Uh, he, he smiles, <laughs> uh, the best way that a skeleton could smile, I guess. Uh, his mouth gets slightly wider, I don't know. Um, and he, he, he shakes his head and he says, As far as we're aware, he's fine. And if he gets through this trial and becomes the timekeeper... His hourglass is not fast anyway. Hmm. So you're not a spectre anymore? I'm still a spectre. I've been promoted a few levels. Thank you very much. Hmm. But so far as I know, Squash is fine. Great. Yeah, it just seems like it's been a while, and, um, we were worried, and uh, you, well, would have the answer, but we were also wondering, um, 
that's kind of just the conversation you walked into. Um, what else were we wondering? The plane stuff. What happened? He he nods and he says, Dayton managed to cut the Sentinel plane away. Managed to block it off from the rest of creations. The rest of the planes. Hmm. So he did cut corners then. Uh, he he kind of does that half. Oh my god, it's a skeleton! It can't half smile. It either it's either mouth open or closed. Um, uh, the the like uh, Ross Spectre kind of like turns his head a little bit and kind of like opens his jaw a little wide, and he says, "I don't think that's the case." Strange question. Since you're privy to the passing of souls, I'm. Did Demi? Is Demi okay? Because when we came here, there was kind of problems. Well, and um, the Spectre looks over at Zoltana. Your Reaper didn't get a call for her. Ah! Okay. That's good news. Unless. Unless. Uh, I mean. Wait, she and I have the same Reaper? Wait, did I know that? I can't remember if I knew that. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, well. You both have, like, two Reapers. <laughs> yeah, I remember Demi had two. Yeah. Unless Soulfire is involved, which we would feel, I guess, I should hope, she hasn't been raped as far as we know. Okay. Well, thank God. Thank you. And he kind of like does well, that jaw opening thing again. Th- yeah, th- I guess I guess that's right. Thank me. She she looks at, at Arch. Uh, sorry, she looks at. <laughs> My brain is is fried today. Zoltana gazes at, me across the multi dimensions. <laughs> she's like, yeah, Arch. Thank me. No, I'm just gonna. Uh. She does say that to Laffy and like jokingly. She goes, yeah. And then she looks at Laffy and she goes. Thank me. <laughs> I would thank you to keep your religion out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I don't believe in you. <laughs> you. You don't believe in me? I'm standing right here. She like starts poking you in the face. She's like, do you believe in me now? You believe in me now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she doesn't do that. <laughs> the, the specter That's just all. kind of just like nods in your general direction. And then he says... If there's nothing else, if either of them, if we call to either of them, we'll let you know. Okay. We'll figure out how to get you home. Yeah, the plan's for us to not be here much longer. That's kind of the concern with him being gone so long. As it is, we kind of got uh, harried by a certain somebody. And he, like, looks at the patch in the ground where the fucker is, like... Tiny shaking of the moss. Um, <laughs> uh, you can see the spectre just kind of looks down and like shakes his head. He would roll his eyes if he had eyes. Um. Things got scary for a moment. Sorry, um, but yeah, we told them we are VIPs, but nobody ever listens. We also had, you know, the question about the plane stuff. So that, I guess that was good to know. So thank you. 
You're welcome. Many of the inhabitants here do not care for those who normally reside on the physical plane. And here we're trying to save them. With their history and all, I'm not sure they care. That's fair. Anyway. Hopefully I will not see you soon. See you later. And with that, he kind of begins to like kind of fade like someone's turning the transparency layer a hundred percent on him just very slowly it's probably not more than an hour or so later when you hear this kind of pop from just a little bit up in the corridor and squash you walk through this portal and you see your companions in front of you it's been about six hours since squash has gone Oof. It's been about six hours since Squash uh, left. Yes. You see your companions in front of you. Your companions see you. (laughs) Oh, hey, Squash. We got to leave because I made a deal with some blood and some trees. Um, uh, I... You're good, right? I put my pocket. I have the... Sand glass, hour, hourglass. Yes, you have, you have the hour, you have like the small hourglass with sand inside it. Yeah, uh, it's full yeah. of dragon sand. He cracks it open. <laughs> it's full of multicolored sand that seems to be shifting and glowing in different colors. Rainbow dragon sand. <laughs> he pu- he pulls it out of his pocket and he throws it at us and goes, "Pocket sand." <laughs> pocket. I'm a time wizard. Pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> Does the fucking skeleton? <laughs> Yeah, see? Um, how the fuck are you going to cut this episode? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have the hourglass. It's filled with multicolored sand and it's kind of shifting and glowing different colors too. It's a very, very simple, very plain bog standard hourglass looking thing. It's just completely filled with sand. There's no twisting or turning. Uh, yeah, I, ha- I have the sand. Uh, if we need to leave, we need to leave. Fellas, then after, yeah. Let's let's get out of here. Us mortals aren't supposed to be here. You hear this shifting around? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Mortal my ass when I come back here when I finish. I look at the <laughs> spot with the blood moss and I go, okay, we're leaving, bye! <laughs> Very subtle shifting of the moss. Okay, um... We need to return to the No Ice Village to return the charms, and then we can uh, return to I'll the take material. Him. Are you sure? He he closes his book and he kind of puts it back into his bag. He's been like doodling and, and making notes and stuff for the whole like hour or so, and he stands up and he says, "Hey, I'll take him. You guys go." And how are you going to get the back? I, uh, I, I guess I'm not actually planning to. No eyes could do with a scout. Someone who knows these places. And, uh, there's nothing left on the material plane for me, is there? Besides, you've got to go before it's too late. The plane's cut off. The longer we're cut off, the more days that we're going to be shifted forward and the quicker the blissful eclipse will be here so 
I'm not sure you've got much of a choice unless you want to break your promise to Noise. And he's kind of not looking at anyone and he has his like jaw kind of like firmly set and you can see that his eyes are bright and somewhat watery. You know we can come back for you. I know. And, you know, I can find my own way back if I need to. There's different shimmers and portals around that I could try. It's not too far from here. And, uh, yeah. And he puts his hand out, like, as if he's, like, ready to accept and take the amulets from you. How do we get back to the plane, though? I can figure out how to get these things back to them. I can give them to Spectre. I can... Look, you don't have time. Uh, I do not have the power to shift us through planes, so we... We need to call Demi. Do you have the magic for that? I believe that the blue crystal plus sending should allow me to send message to Demi. If I remember correctly, the... You just need a spell slot for it. Yeah. Yep, I got the spell slot for that. Yep, then you're able to do it. All right. Squash is going to give his uh, amulet back uh, to Bogram. It's your choice what you do, Bogrim, but we'll go back to No Eyes, and if you've changed your mind, once this whole thing is over with. There's no way I'm not going to be at that final fight. I mean, Kanara and I are itching for a good bloody fight. But there's no need for me to go back there right now. And I think I need to get some space and some perspective. Be safe, Bogram. Raw gives him like a friendly, like, pat on the shoulder type thing. He kind of like half smiles, but then you realize he's kind of doing that thing where he's just not breathing. He's holding his breath. He can't allow himself to breathe or look at you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it'd be all right. Just, uh, we'll give it some time and we'll, we'll check up and... You'll, uh, see me before you know it. Yeah, you still, uh... Owe me that fight, right? Not, exactly. Not backing out exactly. on that, huh? <laughs> You'll be okay. This, this isn't an elaborate my friend. I just... Yeah. I need some time, too. And I'm useful here. I know this place well. In the background, Zoltana's doing, like, the, the eye... Two fingers to eye... Two fingers to Bogram and then the slit throat. Is this behind Bogram's back or? No, this is behind Rawl's back. <laughs> oh, okay. So Bogram can so see it, but Rawl can't. 
He's uh, very intimidated by you and he is, uh, you don't know whether the choking and the cracking in his voice is from fear or from heavy emotions. It might be both. (laughs) I like your emotional scene, but I just needed to point in that like Zoltana is, Zoltana is not happy about this and she is letting Bogram know that it's not okay with her that he's going, but like. Like in the in like the comic book version of this, like you have the two characters in the forefront of Bogram and, and Ral, and it's like really up front and just subtly in the background, you just have like not properly like filled in just the lines of Zoltana doing the fingers at him. Like <laughs> 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 I love it. All right. Um, so what are you sending? <sighs> I am sending 25 words. Or less. 22 words. We know what the last three words have to be. <laughs> My bro. Okay. Um, we've got the sand. And I know Dajin's trying to split the world again. And I know nof- roughly where. Oh. Okay. What's that out loud? Yep. Yeah, okay, that's like 23 words. <laughs> so, uh, my dude. You can end with my bro. Yeah, yeah my dude, my bro. <laughs> my brosif. Okay. Home slice? Um, <laughs> Dog. <sighs> Within so moments, um, you hear Demi's voice in the back of your mind, and she says, middle of fight. Give me a moment. On arrival, don't move. Stay together. Teleport you to safety. Run to house. Stay there. Wait for me. Oof. Okay, Squash is gonna like grab everybody and like move us together into a like a little group. Like, okay, um, Demi's apparently in the middle of a fight and does not have a lot of time. Once she's here, she will teleport us back, and we need to run to a house. I'm hoping Did you say, like, be... what house? The house. Okay. okay. That, Im- <laughs> that implies a lot. Uh, she had 25 words. <laughs> okay. Great. Had less than six seconds to think about it. Yes. Hi, uh, <laughs> Bodrum. Be safe. Oh, well. You don't have to come back to fight me. We can have a beer or something. See you later. More, we... We need to fight you and... And just as he's doing the hand (laughs) movements, you all feel a tug on the back of your navels and you're just pulled from the stalking into the material plane. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Um, You find yourself slammed into the ground. Um, Like, you just managed to keep your footing. The, The landing was not exactly how she'd intended. You can see that around you, you are in this kind of semi-transparent dome some of it is made from this dark wood and some of it has this kind of reddish kind of look to it like you're looking through sheets of ruby in the middle of the four of you you see something that all four of you recognize the kind of ruby encrusted wands that Zoltana took way back in episode eight um, and gave to Demi that Squash stole at one point you see that it's this kind of this dome is formed from this central thing outside of this dome you see that Demi is there and she's trying to cast a lot 
You can see that there's lots of magic brewing around her. For those of you who have been here before, you see that off to one side of you there is this kind of river and there is a waterfall that is feeding it. You can see that around you there are these woods and trees and you're inside a valley. It would be very difficult to know where you are or know how to get here unless you knew that this valley existed. You can see that there are remnants of these buildings that have been taken down to lower levels. You can see there is obvious signs even under your feet within the stone that there has been masses and masses of fights. The ground is stained kind of reddish in places. You can see bodies all around. You can see that there is off to one side this really low building which is up on stilts um it's probably about the right height for maybe halflings that sort of thing it's clearly a long low meeting house and it's the only real building that you can see around you you can see that there are people all around and they're fighting one another you can see off behind where Demi is you can see that there is these tall figures and they seem to be casting spells out you can see that there are these lines of red and blue lights absolutely everywhere and it's in that pre-dawn light it's very obvious to see you hear Demi yell for Jens and she yells back as she points forward you see Jens very clearly now she's wearing these kind of like very like heavy pelts and you can see that she's kind of floating a little bit above the ground you can it's very obvious to see her as she's completely covered in flames and she points to a direction which is a little off away from you and yells oi you come to our existence and try to use our magic to destroy us how fucking dare you you try and master our magic well master this she has this crystal she throws it forward and as it slams into the side of this half elven man's face you see that this crystal explodes and turns into this bear which three of you very obviously recognize as homer's form when he's in bear form dachin disappears from that area and stands directly next to demi and you can see that stepping out from the shadows is also common and that's where i want to leave you guys oh my goodness V, yeah, you yeah. suck. <laughs> I forgot about common. You suck <laughs> so boo about much. all of that. B B boo boo. <laughs> I just I well, need... you knew it was coming, squash. I fucking told you. <laughs> I need you guys to understand that when we wrote Empty Shallows, it was this idyllic, nice little village. For runaway, yeah. like uh, lycanthropy and, and uh, like cursed people, and V literally has torn it down step by step until it is now a crater of blood. <laughs> I My job here is done. So upset. <laughs> Kill the episode. <laughs> you suck. I'm gonna make thirty Constitution saving throws. Hi everyone, it's V here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to give a huge thank you shout out to John Phillip, a friend of mine who did the voice of the earthen, did an amazing job and Neil made him so creepy. Um, Thank you so much, uh, dude, for doing that. You sounded great. Um, I also want to say a big thank you to one of our newer patrons, um, Radha Fay. I hope I'm doing that right. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for supporting the show. You help us to keep the lights on around here. So we really do appreciate it. You're about to hear an ad for um, a podcast called Audio Epics. They do really good storytelling. I highly recommend them and enjoy and have fun. Bye. You are about to embark upon a quest. 
Master von Baumeister will be your leader on this journey. The Witch Hunter Order is Seven Peaks elite force in the fight against evil. Turmgard is an experienced traveler and has seen his share of combat. You're not a witch hunter yet. It would surprise me if all of us made the trip back home. Chappelle has only worn the hat for a year, but she has a quick and agile mind and an unwavering faith in our mission. Whatever remains of their evil, we will drive it out. Initiates Nudlov, Alvarado and Federhel, your performance during this quest will be reported back to us. Have you ever heard of the treasure of Boneyard Bay? A treasure hunt? Audio Epics presents a new dramatized audiobook set in the world of Witch Hunter and the Beast of the Western Wilds. The Treasure of Boneyard Bay. A Witch Hunter tale. This has been a Blighthouse Studio production. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.